it's always been a crucial thing for me to uh, to take the uh, promotional side of it seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you, it, it would be just like I always equate it to opening up like a you know a restaurant or a you know a bagel stand or something you know, where if uh, if you're making it if you're making this stuff that you want people to try eat buy. Um, you got to be talking about it all the time, and you, know, you should be praising yourself <laughs> or your goods or whatever, and uh, you know, getting out there the best you can. List the things to do. Creating That's art and a well-balanced family life at the same time can often be a struggle. That's why I'm devoted to capturing the stories of different types of artists who are parents and learn how they balance their work and the demands of parenting. If nothing else, by hearing the soundtrack of one another's lives. We know we're in this together. In this episode, I talk with Todd Burge, a musician from Parkersburg, West Virginia. We talk with Todd in the WOUB studio about the importance of self-promotion, how his children influence creativity, bagels, and of course, parenting. I'm excited to be here today to talk with West Virginia-based touring singer-songwriter Todd Burge. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Liz. You haven't always been a solo musician, right? No. Okay. I'm just forced into solo mu- being a solo musician, really. But yeah? No, I, I started, I started uh, playing solo um, in Morgantown, and basically I just had songs that uh, my rock band, it just didn't fit, you know? And I was writing a lot, and um, and so I thought I, you know, had this. I always had a. I always wrote on acoustic guitar, and would take it into the rock band. I played bass in this band called Sixty Three Eyes for years, uh, decades, really. And um, and uh, anyway, I'd write the the songs on acoustic guitar. I loved acoustic music, and. Um, so I just started trying some of these new songs that didn't have a home anywhere else, mm-hmm. playing solo. And then I found that you could have, you know, you could have 20 people listening to you solo and, and, and make <laughs> as much money, uh, you know, I thought, well, this should be a second thing that I do. And, and then it just kind of grew into, uh, you know, just doing a lot of various things musically, but yeah. that, as a way to survive. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're a full-time musician. Yeah, I have been since um, 1994. So been doing it full time. Yeah, that's incredible. It seems it seems unbelievable, but uh, it's true. Uh, and I see, I see. So I follow you on social media and all the outlets, and I feel like you do a lot of work with promoting yourself and promoting your music. <laughs> yes. I mean, is that would you have? Can you comment on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can talk about me all day. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I mean, just specifically about how it would be different than, say, if it was just a hobby or if it was just something that you weren't. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like to uh, for it to be a hobby because it's always been what I felt like I had to do, you know. But – and I haven't had any hobbies, really. But um, it's it's always been a crucial thing for me to, uh, to take the uh, promotional side of it seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you, it, it would be just like I always equate it to opening up like a, you know, a restaurant or a you know a bagel stand or something. You know, where 
if uh, if you're making it, if you're making this stuff that you want people to try, eat, buy, um, you got to be talking about it all the time, and you, know, you should be praising yourself <laughs> or your goods or whatever, and uh, you know, getting out there the best you can. At first, it was awkward because I was in a band. And you promote the band, mm-hmm. or you'd have an agent, and you'd have people working with you, or whatever. Uh, but you're still, you know, you're. I think we're pretty good, and you, you should hire us, that kind of thing. And um, when you're a solo artist, there's a there's an oddness to that because mm-hmm. the product is you, unless you've made up a name, Iron and Wine, or something like right, that. Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> but still, it's you. It's just you. And uh, and you, if you're proud of what you do, which you should be. If you're not, you need to work harder at that. But uh, if you're proud of what you do, you need to. You know, it's n- nothing wrong with saying it. You know, mm-hmm. saying it. That's your product. Is uh, it's not really you. It's what you've. It's like the thing that you've made. You know, right. whether it be a, you know, a, a, uh, some sort of drawing or whether it's a song. You know, it's something you've created. You know, yeah, or a bagel. Or a bagel. I mean, exactly. I mean, it's really. It's just that you know. It's just. It's just being proud of what you do and letting people know about it, and hopefully they'll let people know about it and they'll get turned on to it. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you've stumbled into a, a career, you know, stumbled. It's not stumbling. It's <laughs> you've worked your way into a career. <laughs> Purposeful footsteps. <laughs> yeah, stumble. That's the, <laughs> see, that's artist talk for you. But, <laughs> right. Uh, so from the 90s until around the early 2000s, you know, you're this full-time musician. You're working on your music and then you have children. Yeah, yeah. 2004, right. Okay. So what was that transition like for you as an artist and as a person becoming a parent? Well, it was life-changing, of course. I mean, we it was a decision. We'd been – Lisa and I had been married for seven years, and, and we were ready to do it. And, and we were – you know, it was uh, – ready whatever that means nobody's really ready for that you know right. I, I tell my kids still they're 13 and 11 now Sophia's 11 Will's 13 but uh you know whenever there's an issue or friction which is daily um you know I'll often tell them this is my first time being a parent <laughs> to a child this age cut <laughs> me some slack <laughs> right I'm finding my way here. <laughs> and uh, so so anyway, uh, but as far as like being a musician, I think uh, back to, uh, you know, I, I, I consider myself a small business owner, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I had what I adjusted, I guess, was uh, and I worked on it leading up to to having kids was uh, I closed my circle of touring, uh, got got a little smaller. I, I spent more time thinking about venues within a, let's say, a four to five hour radius, mm-hmm. and and you know close, you know, Cle- I'd play in Cleveland and come back home, things like that. I was trying to try to stay closer to home because I wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to experience it as much as I could, you know, be home, you know, where whereas before I would, you know, go out for two week runs or whatever and come back, and I didn't do, I didn't do that, and I still really I've gotten. I've kind of gotten away from that where it's it's on rare occasion I'll be out for a week but mm-hmm. uh most of it's uh most of my touring is you know it's like a 3 day thing I'm back yeah you know, two or three days And how do you when you're in your creative process do you feel like 
having children change that? Did you have to get more creative or uh, no, maybe not? Well, it, 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 it was it – was, uh, made me creative in different ways. It was inspirational in, 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 in different ways. And, and I also found as they started to uh, – as my dad says, when they got some age on them, the kids got some age on them, uh, when they became aware of music – uh, you know, some of my some of my songs were really appealing to them. They wanted to hear them over and over again. Or I, I was working on a project called uh, "Hip About Time" uh, in 2006, and my so my my boy was two, was you know one and a half two, and there were a couple songs in there that he wanted to listen to. And as as the kids got a little older, I realized that I started to think I could have a kids album here with some of these songs that I've written over the years. Uh, and I started wanting to play, wanting to perform with my kids because they wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And I started being asked to to um, play shows in schools. And I got involved with ArtsBridge in Parkersburg. It kind of became another branch there in my career. But and now I, you know, do workshops with kids, grade schoolers, and go into schools and do all this. And uh, it, it really, in that, you know, that kind of writing. Uh, kids that age, um, you know, Ron Soul, my friend Ron Soul says, uh, you know, when somebody asks him, when, you, when did you start, when did you become a songwriter? He's, he, he always says, when did you stop? You know, it's like kids that age are all songwriters. You know, mm-hmm. they all think they can do it because I believe anybody can. They can be part of a part of the process. You don't have to play an instrument or anything. You can just say something in a conversation with somebody that happens to write a song. It could become one. You could be a co-writer, you know, but mm-hmm. – uh, but it really inspired me in a totally different way. And so I had songs that appealed to kids already, you know, and, and I started writing them. And I started writing with my kids and I started writing uh, with other kids in schools. And, and that led to working that muscle more than ever before, which mm-hmm. I thought I worked it a lot, you know. But having your own kids work that muscle? Oh yeah, it was it was it was um, really valuable as an artist to to have that, and just some of the stuff that they would say and come up with, and and just just living life in that that different life that I started living. It led to uh, the other songs that weren't necessarily you know for kids. Um, I just felt that uh, that I was saying. I was more in touch with what I wanted to do with my songwriting, even on the, uh, with the, uh, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, for the songs for grownups. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, I put out, um, or no, 2012, I put out a CD for kids called uh, Character Building, songs that I've written with my kids or my kids dig um, or, you know, written in the schools. It's a, you know, and then the, and then, Another CD that I put out at the same time was called Building Characters, which was uh, definitely not for kids. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I marketed them together, you know, and uh, it's really kind of like encapsulates, you know, what I'm, what I'm saying here about having kids and what it did for my art. Yeah, it's probably it's, and up to that point, it was just my favorite year musically. You know, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about your gift song? Your gift song started with um, a, a, a friend or a fan who became a friend. A lot, a lot of my, a lot of my fans through the, you know, years become friends. You know how that is, and mm-hmm. uh, 
and his um, his wife was um, was really ill, and uh, and you know she was she was passing away, and um, he wanted a, a tribute song for her. I'd never been asked to do anything like that, and um, and so I told him I I really couldn't promise anything, but and he wrote he wrote um, he wrote me two or three pages of things about her life and what she meant to the family and 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 I read it over and was kind of clogged you know and didn't didn't feel like I could do anything with it and and then and then and it clicked that and I even thought I I met her I didn't really know her that well he he would go to my shows I didn't see her that often through the years but didn't know her all that well but from what I could tell I knew her kids too her kids would go to my shows um their kids from what I knew about her, I thought she'd be really uncomfortable, you know, uh, having this this song written about her, even though I didn't know what the song was yet, you know, or if it even would be. But and I had this idea that it would be a conversation. It would be from her point of view to them. You know, the song would be for them. And then it, the song, it, it appeared quickly. and But that's where it started, and I played it at her um, uh, memorial service. And and then I, w- I had another person. Oh, I know what it was. I was doing a crowdfunding campaign for a project, and it was it was building characters. It was when that came out. I was doing okay. crowdfunding, my first crowdfunding. And I then one of the perks was I thought I can do this song thing for people. You know, I I, I did one, and um, and I had two or three people take me up on it. And another another one was for somebody who passed away, and then then one was for a dog, I think, or something, you know. And and then I and then I started thinking, I'm going to do this as a fundraiser for uh, our our daughter Sophia has severe food allergies. She's allergic to uh, primarily it's peanuts, but and uh, this blew our minds when we first found out about it. And uh, and uh, the food uh, the food allergy network. Uh, was just a place where we would go online mainly, and and uh, it would help us negotiate the daily challenges of you know having a, having a child with with severe food allergies, and yeah. and that became our normal though, and uh, we just had the one accident when we found out, and we have never had another one, and 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 they they do many things. I won't get into that, but mm-hmm. uh, check out the Food Allergy Network. It's now called Fair F A R E. But I started doing these these gift songs around the holidays. For one thing, I didn't want to tour during the holidays and during winter. Right. Yeah. It's not, and not so, good in our region. <laughs> right. So I thought, you know, when winter kicks in, I'm going to do these gift songs and you're around the holidays and I'll give a percentage of it to the Food, food Allergy Network and, uh, and raise some money and help some others that way. And... I don't know. That was, yeah, like I said, around 2013 or whatever, and started in earnest doing that. And and I'll do, oh, I don't know, eight of those through the maybe eight songs like that. And uh, like each year, or yeah, yeah, each year, and and sporadically through, but mainly I try to keep it, you know, around this time because I'm, you know, it's so it's I totally stay focused on on gift songs, you know, around the holidays and all that. So since this podcast is specifically about um, being a parent and mm. an artist and sort of balancing both. Um, have there been any times in the last – Sophia's 13, you said? Sophia's 11. 11. And uh, Will's 13. Okay. Yeah. So have, has there been any points in the last 13 years where 
um, I don't know, where either other than your children, you know, helping you write songs, like have they informed your music or has your your music informed your life with your children or? Well, um, yeah, directly, I mean, I mean, definitely they've, they've inspired songs, you know. If, uh, I mean, I remember my son looking out the window when he was like, maybe two and you know there was a couple there was some bloom out there it was springtime and he and he said uh look dad spring or spring is here the bugs are coming and i just thought man the bugs are coming that's a cool that's a cool thing to say and and wrote a song called the bugs are coming (laughs) (laughs) i still played the kids and uh, for you know, still play for kids and and the schools and all that. But uh, but there's numerous, and then there's you know, being a songwriter, uh, you're expected to write about your kids. I think there's a lot of pressure there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the challenge for me was to not just you know get too sappy and you know. Uh, Get some dirt in your eye while you're playing them on stage. Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> I just and 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 then when I when I land on something, but I you know I don't mind being sentimental, if, but I, I just don't want it to be you know uh, in your face um, and you know like so many songs can. I don't want it to be easily sentimental, you know, just a cop out. But uh, and I was looking, and my my daughter doesn't like this song that I wrote, and uh, this was in 2006, so she would have. She was, uh, she was, uh, no, when did it come out? 2008. She was two. But um, anyway, I remember looking down at her when she was very, you know, very young, maybe maybe two or three months, and 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 wondering if she would look up to me when when she gets, you know, older, you know, just kind of looking, trying to <laughs> trying to think, well, how, how's this going to work out, you know, and and. And I and I thought right now she looks up to me because she has to, <laughs> and and so the, this song I wrote this song called she looks up to me because she has to you know, uh, and and it, and it sounds like this real kind of demeaning misogynistic type tune you, you're it, when you're just hearing it and actually I could see people squirm when I start singing the song you know but then as the song moves on you can tell it's about it's about a a little it's about a baby yeah and. Um, but uh, that's when it works out great. But uh, there's there's been there have been those moments. There's been those moments, and I have written songs uh, that uh, that I thought are a little too sappy that never made the light of day. Most of the songs I I should mention. Most of the songs that I write are, are not very good, but uh, and don't get hurt. <laughs> they don't get hurt. But and I think that's the key to songwriting in general. Just you know, write a bad song, folks. Get out there and write a bad song. <laughs> Keep trying, and you'll accidentally. Accidentally, you'll have something that pleases you eventually. Anyway, I wrote this song called um, uh, uh, about you know my son replacing me basically, and he sings back up in it. And, oh, and, fine. Uh, What's the name? It's of that on song? "Step Aside," is what it's called. It's called "Step Aside," and uh, but you know it's 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 just about that relationship where you're you know basically you're having kids, you're you're replacing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, and and. Uh, and it's kind of a dark song, but uh, he sings, he he sings the, uh, the last verse with me. 
you know, I'm, I'm saying, I'm asking you to step aside, and he's, he's, he's singing, you're telling me, you know, I'm asking you, you're telling me, it's kind of, I love that, I love that tune, but uh, it only works with him. You know, yeah, not... yeah. <laughs> so come on, son, while you're young, put me in as I'm half done, I'm asking you, you're telling I'm asking you, you're telling me, I'm asking you to step aside, step aside, step aside, step aside. So now that your children are older, do you have any advice for either advice or just sort of um, an overall tone to artists who are about to have children, um, what it's like on the other side once they're able to get themselves dressed and have amazing conversations and make their own cereal and, you know. You know, uh, the main thing is advice, you know. Right before I had kids, Larry Gross said to me, he just, he has young kids too. He has two daughters and uh, they're, you know, a couple years older than our, our kids. And uh, he said, uh, it's the uh, best thing you'll ever do. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And uh, it's so true. But, but um, as far as uh, ad- ad- advice on, um, um, I, think, I think it's a special thing being an artist uh, and, and, your kids, and your kids being around that d- daily. And, and, and that becoming a normal thing because I think uh, in life, um, a lot, a lot of life is, a lot, well, a lot of my time spent as an artist is trying to reach back to that kind of, that, that mindset that I had when I was, when I was a kid and where, um, your creative mind would, would go anywhere without the editor or without the day sucking the life out of you, you know, whatever the day would be, would come, you know, you're mm-hmm. just kind of open, you know. Um, and then there was that time when I started playing in rock bands and all in, in college and, you know, the new beginnings in life, you know, when they come and, you know, having kids would be the big one. But all those new beginnings, uh, college, hitting a music scene for the first time, and and just it expl- your mind exploding with creativity, you know. Uh, that's that's the place that I'm always trying to reach back for, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you can, you know, have if your if your kids can be around the creative process and realizing t- two different things. See, see, actually, my wife and I both we both work. Our offices are both in the home, you know, studio office. And uh, so they they see parents that at work um, at home, you know, and they see the they see the struggle uh, of that. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that uh, being an artist is like once again just like it's a small business. It's just we have friends that have a restaurant in Marietta, Ohio, and their kids go to the restaurant and they see their parents work and they see how hard they have to work and they see how you know it's a sustained thing and and, and it comes home. Too, you know, mm-hmm. and and um, 
And I think it's a healthy thing for kids to see all all of that. I, but I I, I got to say I don't I don't think it's any different. And it's I think it's I don't think it's any different with any other career that you're that you uh, that uh, one might be in though. Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of ways, uh, the the further along I go with being a musician, the more I I guess I'm on a mission to let people know that uh, that uh, you know if you want to be a songwriter, if you want to be a, if you want to be something, you know, um, you should go for it. Just work hard. Nobody, nobody else. Few people are working hard at it in a sustained way. That's a, I think that's that's what separates the, that's what separates things out there. Mm-hmm. The 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 competition. It's, few people can organize the business end of it and and. Uh, and and um, and and work and work that end of it, and and a lot of people think it's just they want to do it because they think it's fun, and it wouldn't be fun to to play guitar for a living, and uh, wouldn't it be fun to sit around and write songs all the time. But that's not what songwriters do. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, there's a lot more to it than that. The business end of it. But yeah, I mean, so having having kids. My life would probably be the same had I gone into, you know, I mean, at WVU I was I took four years of psychology and and uh, I I was in commission sales for a few years after that mm-hmm. while all along thinking I was knowing that I'd be going into music and but had I s- stayed with that, I mean, there's creativity in everything. And then I would I would hope that I'd be showing my kids that uh, every day should be a creative experience, mm-hmm. and um, and to think, and be open minded about things, and and to and about you know just all things you know all things mm-hmm. uh, about humans in general and how you treat people and all that, but but be op- be be open to uh, doing your best work every day and thinking how can I improve this, whether it be your selling uh, selling suits for JC Penney's, which I did, or you know how can I do this better, you know how can yeah. I improve upon myself, or or whether it's you know writing a song or or being a, a a painter or whether it's a house painter or an artist. You know that paints on a canvas or whatever. All that's important, and all that's all that's creative work. You know. Mm-hmm. And do your children at this point have any um, inklings of going into the arts? Um. Well, my daughter certainly has. Uh, she has, you know, she has a Facebook page, Sophia Burge Art, and she's very, very serious, and and she's she's wrapped up in it daily. That's I wonderful. Mean, yeah. <laughs> And and actually, she sells prints, and you know she's already selling at eleven. She's she uh, selling prints, and she's doing gift art. You know, she she said, "I want to do gift like you do gift songs. I want to do." And she so she posted on our website, and she has a couple of people saying, "Could you could you uh, paint a picture of our dog?" You know that kind of thing. So she's working on stuff just just like me and doing gift songs. She's doing gift art, and and the boy um, is is. Uh, really really a creative guy and um and in choir and a very musical very musical mm-hmm. person and uh, they're both they're both in choir and both musical um and he's and he's way in the cars you know but uh, he he dabbles in songwriting and stuff comes and goes on that too and uh because we've done it together and um uh, but uh 
but I don't I don't think he's like saying I want to be an artist or I want to be a songwriter or I want to be a musician. Mm-hmm. I would encourage them to do whatever whatever they are energized or excited about. Yeah. Well, thanks, Todd, so much. We appreciate you coming out today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Liz. I really enjoyed this. You've been listening to an interview with singer-songwriter Todd Burge. Find out more about Todd at our website, www.lifes-soundtrack.com. Give us a rating on iTunes and subscribe to the Life Soundtrack Podcast. Podcast.